Well, American Superconductor reported its earnings yesterday. To discuss the details, well, welcome back to the show. Daniel McGann, thank you so much, President and CEO, Chairman of American Superconductor. Thanks for being here. So you had to navigate through COVID, through the ups and downs of supply chain issues. Um, you, you seem, I saw some quotes, you seem pretty proud of some of the goals you set, understandably, for you and the team, and um, things went well overall. Tell me a little bit about what's going on here. Uh, growth, growth and job creation, uh, which might be a rare, rare spot in the economy. Um, we grew year to year about 25%. Uh, that was driven by our grid business, which grew by about 40% year to year. Um, we've been hiring like crazy and we've been trying to be in position to be a good partner for our customers, um, trying to be in supply chain as best as we can. But uh, we see a series of tailwinds coming our way that are going to help move this business even further forward uh, across our, our, our business, be it in renewables, be it some of our newer offers, offerings in the semiconductor field or in mining, uh, and also our, our, our new business with the U.S. Navy. So everything seems to be in a very good position to be able to take advantage of these coming tailwinds that we see. I'd love to hear a sentence on each one. You mentioned renewables, semiconductors, the U.S. Navy, and mining. Um, where your company is focused. So on the U.S. Navy, you're working on what? You know, I'd love to hear each one of those, a thought on each. Sure, I'll start with the Navy. What we're doing is protecting surface ships from harm's way in the, in the form of minefields. Uh, it's basically like noise-canceling headphones for the ship. Uh, we have orders for four ships. We delivered on the first one. We're looking to install that one, we believe will happen this year. Uh, and we mm -hmm. think that there's more coming with the U.S. Navy, given all of the threats that are out there, uh, be it Russia and Ukraine, be it uh, worries about Taiwan, be it uh, news out of North Korea or Iran. Um, we added a new business in mining and materials where we help with the electrification of mining, uh, really focused around the feedstock that will become the material supply for electric vehicles. So it fits right in with our smarter, cleaner, better energy mantra that how do we help enable the electrification of the of the mine uh, to get the, the, the metals, be it the lithium or copper out of the ground. And, and it's been a very nice additional business for us. Um, we do have a planned semiconductor where we provide power quality and power flow control at this substation level for the, the fab. So as we see an uptick in investment in, uh, in semiconductor, which seems to be at all time highs, a lot of demand there, a lot of long lead times that, that we see in, the, in that part of the industry, which means the need to drive to more capital investment for more capacity. And then at our heart is renewable. So we see the U.S. wind market remaining strong over the next several years. Uh, we see the Indian wind market we participate in potentially doubling over the next few years. Uh, and then we have some new offerings in solar that uh, solar looks to represent more than 60% of renewables. Uh, so we're really trying to build this, this uh, super grid of the future that enables more uh, renewables to come onto the grid and allow the grid itself be more resilient. And as well as I mentioned the business with the Navy. I love that description because I took notes on each one. Um, you know, and as I think about this, one thing that certainly piques my mind is that when we're seeing what's going on with oil and gas at new highs, there's a lot of pressure to move away from the renewable goals and go back to a little bit days of old just to give some relief to consumers. Do you get caught in the middle of that kind of conversation because you have such great goals to move the world forward yeah. in the electric realm? Um, you must get torn in that conversation. What do you say? 
Well, I think we get caught in a good way in the middle of it because at the middle of the heart of all these problems is the electrical grid. So, you know, being able to generate lower cost renewable energy to have it continue to be competitive with, with, with other means is important. Uh, it links to national security and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, electrification, but energy independence as well. So I think as countries in Europe and North America move in that direction, there's going to be increasing demand for, for renewables, but it goes throughout the entire grid, all the things that connect to the grid, industries that need clean power, uh, they need protected power. Um, you know, those are all we see ramping, we think, here in, in, in the near term. So, you know, we kind of manage power with a purpose and, and we do that throughout the electrical grid and we, we try to do it in a way that uh, um, allows that uh, that super grid that, that has more renewables on it and more resiliency throughout it. And uh, that's our that's our mission, that's what we're after and that's what we're hoping to make happen. So the grid business grew by more than 40% over the last year, which seems like a great number. In fact, it was the seventh consecutive year of growth that your company has seen. At the same time, some of the shareholders may be asking about profitability. Where do you see that coming? When is that? Yeah, we're not that far away when we look at kind of what it takes to get from where we are. Um, we're very close. I mean, we were even close this, this quarter to, to generate cash. So at, at these revenue levels, we need to expand, I'll say some somewhat, but not a significant amount. Um, we need to add a little more on the wind business, which has been down for us. And we're hoping a return comes very soon there. Uh, and if we just continue to grow incrementally like we have on the grid, you know, we're, we'll, we'll get there in no time at all. Yeah, as you talked about uh, mining, and materials and electric grids, it brings my mind to the world of EVs and what everybody's hoping for in the future. But at the same time, I'm not sure there's enough materials to make EVs in the way that they're made or electricity to supply the EVs. What comes to mind for you, some of the challenges and hurdles that you plan to overcome in the next few years? Yeah, again, the Achilles heel is the grid. And I think that, you know, the second theme is decarbonization. Um, you know, as these uh, as these mines are operating, they want to make sure that they're not contributing to the environmental problem while they're helping trying to solve it on the other hand with the electric vehicle, right? So we come in and try to make sure that that installation that uh, is, is operating the mine uh, is very clean and well-powered and has consistent power. So. Uh, we're, we're making a long-term bet on the electrification of transportation here, and, and we sit right at the middle of it on the grid, either helping manage that power to come back on the grid from the distributed generation being in the form of a, of a, of a car or a truck, but also at the feedstock of the materials like the lithium that are going to go in the battery, how we make sure we're getting those out of the ground in a very cl uh, clean and environmentally benign way. You're certainly fully immersed in this topic. I appreciate it. Nice to see you, Daniel McGann. Thank Great you. Great to see you again. Very much. Thank Your stock, you. by the way, jumping today up about 18% or so. People should take a look at it. AMSC is the ticker symbol. Daniel McGann, President, CEO, Chairman, American Superconductor, back with us. Thank you.